Hello and welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Bases Loaded. Base Loaded is a fantasy baseball podcast, and I'm your host, Mike Curland. You can follow me on Twitter at Mike underscore Curland. And tonight, it's just a Mike and Mike episode, joined by Mike 2.0, but we know him as SP Streamer. Oh, you guys probably, everyone knows him as SP Streamer. That's your real name, right? We talked about this. Yes, at, correct. <laughs> at, you can follow him on Twitter at SP Streamer. Mike, what's up, man? What's going on, man? I feel like every time we start a podcast, we have to go through that. Well, yeah. Because, <laughs> Mike, SP Streamer, or Mike. <laughs> well, it's because, it's because, again, obviously, I've been, we, we, you just kind of joined us, and I was already Mike. So having two mics really throws things off. And then yeah, me gotcha. having to introduce you, it's just, it's, it's whatever, man. I hope people enjoy it. I actually just got this this boost of energy that I was definitely not showing before we got on air. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm so much more energized. Play playoff baseball. I just watched Springer hit that home run. Yep, that was a man. He's so underappreciated. I know we're not, like, we should slow it down. He we're not here to talk about him. We'll discuss him. A little. I, I want to finish my thoughts on that. But we are here with our um, with our early team previews again. The, tonight we're staying. We're still in the NL East. We are discussing the Phillies and we are, we do pre-record these and spread them out a little bit. I won't lie. Either way, Springer, super underappreciated. I'm going to, I think I'm going to be a little aggressive and rank them roughly at uh, just outside. I think he's going to be an early third rounder for me this year. I don't know. He's, he's such a solid four category producer. I feel like he's every year annually underappreciated. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I think he, like you said, he gives you a little bit of everything. He's not gonna obviously run, but he's good. I mean, he hits lead off too. He's gonna get the run, so can't go wrong with him. I think he's he's one of those that he's a, he's. I feel like he's a safe high floor guy, and it depends on your team need by then. That's all. But that's a whole yeah. other discussion for a whole other podcast. This is Philly for drifting here. Oh, dude, always. <laughs> that's what I do, man. Philly's only. Phillies, Phillies, Phillies. Okay, and at least Phillies team preview early one. Got it. Episode forty six. <laughs> I swear I've done this before. Before we get started, we're gonna, we're gonna jump right in. Well, I said that already. But we're gonna jump in in a moment. But just a quick reminder: if you have a chance, hit us with a rating and review. It really helps helps build our I don't know everything reputation. Helps um, just helps us. I think I think it actually helps when it comes to searching for certain things within iTunes. So we greatly appreciate it. And obviously, those who aren't new to the show, and those who are, um, Mike here has recently joined us as part of our crew, and it's just it's been such a wonderful relationship, just so beautiful. It's flourishing that we decided to go ahead and together come together, and we created a Patreon page. I know, I know. Don't don't. It doesn't sound what it sounds like. This isn't your typical. We're asking for handouts. This is legitimately like we are offering legitimate services and it's worth checking out it's at patreon.com slash fantasy baseball somehow that tag wasn't taken or you can go to patreon.com just search bases loaded search sp streamer search fantasy baseball and you will find us there again we offer a, a different level of service depending on your interest level i get it it's very early it's off season just keep us in mind now let's go ahead and get to this uh, team preview let's talk phillies baseball First off, I just saw tonight. Now, again, this will be old news by the time you hear this because this is going to air on Monday. Girardi is the front runner for the Phillies and apparently is expected to get a second interview. I think he ultimately gets offered the job. Now, if he takes it, that's up to him. But I love Girardi going there. 
Yeah, I I can see him going there, and I think he probably will go there, and I think the Mets will be more so targeting Beltron. Hey, I like – I don't know, something tells me – I feel like Beltron's like a sneaky managerial grab too. Yeah, I mean, I think we, we've we been hiring all these managers without experience though. That's true. And <laughs> that's the only th- – Bad thing is we kind of – us Mets fans kind of want someone with experience finally, but looks like that's not going to happen. So. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. So, the Phillies, I just – dude, they were such a disappointment this year. And it wasn't because of the offense, because the offense would smack here and there, you know, pretty well. It did I, – I mean, as far as I can recall, they seemed to do pretty well this year. Just the pitching seemed to let them down, man. I think they were they were down in everything, honestly. Was it? <laughs> well, I mean, like, they well they had injuries. I mean, they lost sure. McCutcheon, uh, Arietta. They lost. Not that he was pitching well, anyway. But yeah, they they definitely had a couple of disappointing players. A bunch of their like bullpen was hurt. You know, Tommy Hunter, Adam Morgan, Pat Neshek, David Robertson. Yeah, Scott right. Dominguez. I'm I'm looking at it right now. Holy crap! I didn't realize that it was that bad. Man, they really were killed. I mean, but they're there's like you got to think they go out and try to nab a starting pitcher this offseason or a couple depth pitchers or something. Because outside of Nola, how do you feel about like Eflin and Ikoff? I feel like I didn't Ikoff flash a little bit towards the end, or was that Eflin? One of them flashed towards the end. I can't recall. I don't know which one either. <laughs> they uh, honestly, they all suck. <laughs> well, you love Nola. Well, yeah. Besides him, I mean, they have they don't have a rotation. Who who else is there? Right now on roster resource, their starting rotation one through five is Nola as their ace. Right. Smiley's their number two. Oh man. Jason Vargas is the number three. Yeah. Vince Velasquez and Eflin, four and five. Yeah, you can't trust Velasquez either. That's just that's he's, brutal. He's frustrating because he flashes brilliance and then it's like short lived. Oh, and you know how many times I streamed him over the year where he's oh, yeah. such a good matchup and then he get blown up and then he has a tough matchup, you don't pick him, and then he dominates and it's just no matter what you do, he kills you. Well, you know, you know Pavetta's gonna somehow oh, go true. off. Yeah. Somehow Pavetta's gonna go off next year. I'm just thinking about because I saw him, he's down in the relief you know, he got put like uh he got put into a relief role and Pavetta every year. You think they give him another shot or think they I, just leave him in there? I think they just need to give them, give them, give them to another team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know, man. I'm not – again, this pitching staff really is is not something I'm targeting at all fans' purposes other than NOLA. But let's talk NOLA because you okay. love NOLA. Love him. <laughs> I have a sick obsession with him. <laughs> well, we're supposed to be talking sleepers, breakouts, and busts. Well, he's my breakout. Well, is, I say, is he a breakout? Because yeah, if he, I think so. He, well, because my thing is, is he broke out in twenty seven or twenty eighteen. Thus, the reasoning why we, you know, drafted him the way we did this year in twenty nineteen. I think is it almost like the price is right with him, where you're bought, you're getting him at his floor, but he offers the ceiling he offers. So you're getting him kind of where he deserves to be after the year he had, but he offers such he he does offer upside that it's worth taking the gamble where he's going. Cause I, I mean, I couldn't tell you where he's going exactly, but I know he has dropped pretty good amount, you know? Yeah. He's dropped. I, well, I put him as my breakout because I think he bounces back. Can, I think he, yes. I think he goes back to form uh, what 2018, you know, 
which was he was I mean, where was he being drafted this year? He was top he what? was going, I think, like a top Eight 10 pitchers? pitcher. Yeah, like a top 10 pitcher for sure, I thought. Right. So I think he goes back to that. I think he gains his control back. He had issues early in the year. He, I mean, he really only had two bad months, which was the first month of the season, the last month. He had three months under a three-year A. So it's definitely still there. And I think I could see him pulling it, putting it all together again next year. And giving you, you know, returning a lot of value for you if you grab him. What happened this year? He just lost his control. Well, he didn't lose his control, but he just wasn't. He's really good because he has elite control, and he didn't have his elite control, especially in the beginning of the year. That's so, what- and that's everything for Nola. And, you know, he, he, he always outproduces what his underlying numbers say he'll do because his control is that good. Yeah. And this year, uh, and this year, this is the part of the first year he didn't quite do that. Like he pretty much pitched in line with them. He technically overperformed, but it's, it's within a variable that I feel comfortable saying that it's kind of like, I can expect that, but yeah, a career, a career high walk rate, like a like we're talking all the way from 2014 in, in high a he's never walked, had a higher walks per nine. But right. conversely, he's never had a higher K per nine either. Right. So I, th- I think the walks were fluky as well. I think you're looking at a great bounce back candidate. I like him at his draft price next year. And if I'm not drafting with you, I think I'll get him. <laughs> yeah. And again, like I said, I mean, th- three months in the season, he's, he had a low two ERA for the month, those three, like for three months. And it's just, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's there. It's, it's going to come up again. And I just, he, you know, I trust his skills. So he's one of those guys that he's like one of the type of pitchers that should benefit really well from if the ball remains what it is in the playoffs right now. Right. Take, Definitely. Take away, take away that bouncy ball. Yeah. And maybe, and that's the thing. This goes to show you, it's like, it's a reminder that there were a lot of pitchers. Maybe Nola wasn't, you know, loud, out loud about it or wasn't, you know, really making a big deal, but a lot of pitchers complained about not being able to grip the ball compared yes. to the previous years. It being, if it's slippery, it totally makes sense that this is more of a ball issue. Right. And I don't think hitters are going to adjust as much as pitchers will be able to with the new, with the, if the balls, you know, do regress, so to speak, for lack of a better term, regress to what they were in 2018. And with that being said, I think his K rate can actually remain about 10 per nine, uh, you know, 10 per nine K rate. And if that's the case, then we're looking at even a step above 2018's production potentially. Yeah. So I, I like that. I think I might be on board. I might have just talked myself into him because I wasn't really quite <laughs> sure. I haven't gotten around to look into every pitcher. So when you know you, you were talking about these teams and looking into these players, it reminds me, it, it kind of gives me that chance to look into players I haven't quite honed in on yet. Because right. I've been, I mean, I don't know about you. I mean, you've been busy. You've been keeping busy writing articles, which we will address because we got to tell them what we're working on. But I've been writing articles as well. You know, I'm hosting the podcast. I'm doing all this stuff. I haven't gotten to my ranks yet because I feel like I have time, but I feel like I need to do my ranks because if I do my ranks, I'll be way ahead on all this analysis that I could have had ready type of thing. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like I thought I knew what I wanted to say, and then I, I look a little more while we're talking, and I'm like, wow. Like, so well, yeah, like, that's how you that's how you find people. I mean, like I today I was, <laughs> yeah, I was I was look 
as I look up numbers for pitchers, I start noticing other pitchers' numbers sometimes and what they're doing with their pitches and how good it actually was last year. And then I start realizing, like, because that's how I ran into Max Freed. I tweeted about him today and how I'm starting to fall for him. And I was, I was looking at someone else's numbers, and I noticed his pitches were – his slider curveball were so high up on – you know, on the board when it came to x and Barrel and all that stuff. And I was like, wow. And I started looking into him and then save I started him, falling save, in love save, for him. Save him for the Braves talk. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Whatever team he is. Braves. I, yeah, I, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, because I was having a discussion. I think somebody compared him to a Nationals pitcher. And I'm, all, I'm like, I'm pretty sure that's why. So the Nationals are in my head. I'm like, obviously he's a Braves pitcher. I'm not that dumb. Um, but I'm just, it's like, yeah, it's like a rabbit hole. I've noticed that. And that's what happened today. I wrote my article, which will be out by the time people will listen to this. I hope they read it. If not, it's out for fan tracks. And it's five injured players, five sleepers that are coming off injured, like seasons where they were injured. And two of them were pitchers, and or three of them were pitchers. And I had no I, – I didn't look into these guys prior to this article, really. And now it's like I, I, I think this is the problem with being an analyst now. I want all these players, and I can't have them all. Yeah, like definitely I'm, tough. It's it's like it's for, and this is why I need more like more than a couple of drafts so I can make sure I can get a couple teams of these guys, a couple teams of these guys. Yeah, and I and what you have to do is start sorting through which ones you really want. Yeah, you start to love everybody. That's the thing. Like I, <laughs> yeah. like, like I'll, I'll I'll tease one. I guess Lance McCullers. I want him everywhere. I want him everywhere, but I have to wait and see how they're going to utilize him. He's, yeah, right now he's a big wild. Depends player. where he goes. I think he uh, he I, th- I think he stays with the Astros. No, no, no. I meant I meant Andreas. ADP well, right, was right, right now. It's like he's barely a top three hundred guy. I think. Well, that's because people no one thought of him. him. Yeah, so, we gotta really wait till closer. But because people will start thinking of him again, I I think he's got SP three upside. But I think I think the very highest ceiling is SP two on a per game basis. Right. Is, how, is actually how I worded it because on a per game basis, if he can touch any of those like if you can even come close to those numbers he was flashing prior to the eight prior to the tommy john we're looking at a guy with that can be a sp2 on a per game basis because i expect around 120 inning limit because you know his career high prior to the injury was only 128.1 yeah so i don't expect him to push him much past 120 so, but again, we're, we're way off top. We are so good. At yeah. This we just keep veering off the road right now. <laughs> well, and that's, that it, it kind of circles back to what we started with is that there's a rabbit hole. When you start getting into the numbers, start looking into the analytics of things or analysis on players, you start, it starts with one team, one player, and it turns into I'm 13 players in and five different teams. Like what? It just happened. Yeah. Yeah. So let's roll this back in. Any other pitchers you there's really nothing else here really fantasy relevant. I have no interest on the pitching side of things. No. As the roster currently stands. But well, okay. Uh, I, well, I was going to say my bust is a pitcher, but not a starter. Who's your bust? Is uh, Nearest. Nearest. You think David Robertson comes in or you think they sign somebody? Well, by then, th- at that point, it wouldn't be a bust anymore. He'd be irrelevant. But Yeah, I mean, it's not even that. I just – he uses a split finger, which can be kind of shaky, and I – kind of more of an eye test too i've i've actually watched him a lot this year and he used to leave a lot hanging i just yeah i just don't trust him at all never have never will and i i don't know if people are even gonna really take him that high honestly but 
he was up there as a closer this year. And if people are taking him, you know, as a, I don't know, I guess like a tier two closer or tier three closer, I'm, I'm just not trusting it. Unless I get him late in the draft, but uh, he's my boss for me for the Phillies. It depends on where, yeah. I, I feel like he hasn't quite found a spot as far as where, he, where he's going either. So yeah, I'm kind of with you. Like I, I have no interest in him. I kind of, I'm either gonna take before, take before him, or take players after him for saves. I don't think I'm ever gonna settle on having him. I don't see. I don't have a breakout. I think Nola would be the closest one for me as well. Okay. What about um, Bust? I don't know. I don't really have one for those either. I, <laughs> did you prepare at all for this podcast? <laughs> I did, but the problem was, is I couldn't. It was hard because nobody really fit the bus category for me. Like, I'm trying to find somebody who's being who's going to be like the only one that. No, would, that's fine. There's like I mean, for instance, yeah, no one. Well, the only people, for instance, the only people that were going to be busts. Like, I want to say, like, here's the thing. I'm stuck. Like, I love Harper, so maybe I a breakout. He doesn't fit a breakout mold because I don't think no. he's gonna. I don't think he's gonna break out to be. I don't think he's gonna be that guy that we saw what three or four years ago now. Right. But I don't. I don't think he's gonna be a bust either because I actually believe in him. Yeah. So. He would fit the bus potential. I don't, but I'm. But then Nola also fits the bus potential. That's why I said I guess he's kind of my breakout too because he's the only one that is close enough to being a breakout candidate in, out of the, on this team. This team's very boomer bust, by the way. Yeah. Uh, if, if I had to pick a, another, if I had to pick a bust, I would say Hoskins. I guess I was just gonna say Hoskins. But or know, he could be a breakout or a sleeper. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. You know, well, okay. For, uh, I'm gonna clear this up, and I'm gonna we're gonna at least we're gonna talk to everybody about this. But I this is how I like to, like do my break. breakouts and sleepers are the same exact thing. But one caveat for me, ADPs. We don't have enough ADP data to make it make it right. But for me, a, a breakout is in the top 150 picks, top 150 ADP, you are a breakout. If, if I think you're going to be, if you're in the top 150, I think you're going to far outproduce where you're being drafted, you're a breakout. If you're outside the top 150, basically you're available in deeper leagues, but I think you're going to far outproduce that, you know, that, that ADP, then you're a sleeper because you could be taken later. And right. so for me, ADP is a big different difference, difference maker. So Hoskins, he would fit. See, he, it's hard to call him a bust because right now I'm seeing him fall. It's like 90th plus. Jeez, did you know his XBA is third percentile? Oh, dude, it's terrible. That's why it's third. Like, his XBA is 216. That's insane. Oh, I looked into him the other day. That's, and that's the reason why I know he, that's why I was calling him a bust. But that's horrible. At, but the, the problem is, is calling him a bust at his price is really difficult. Because again, how are you gonna call a guy a bust when he's barely going in the top 100 right now in these early months? Yeah, right, right, right. So it's just like if I have to pick a bust, he's the closest thing to it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. And you were mentioning his like X stats. Yeah, they're not pretty. Nothing suggests any type of no, positive regression. He even no. like if I remember correctly, he actually like regressed in like he his heart hit rate went down. His yep. his, his his all his X stats. Everything. Went Barrel percentage down. And that was a change in – didn't he have a change in his um uh, launch angle? Yeah, he went you know, from 22 to 24. So maybe he's, you know, trying – Maybe much. too much, exactly. Yeah. So there's that. And, I mean, outside of if, – if it's not a points – because OB, his OBP actually went up this year from last year. So mm. if it's a points league or OBP league, I love the value. I think he's a great value there because, you know, he walks a ton. He doesn't strike out a whole lot, although his strikeouts did go up this year. But right, 
I other than that, man, I want nothing to do with him. Like I'd rather have Matt Olson. I'd rather have Matt Chapman. I know a different position, but just trying to think of names. Um, yeah, definitely. Conforto. I'd rather have Conforto. Yeah, I might He's be definitely going to go late. Hoskins. I mean, but these are guys that I think. I mean, maybe Chapman has gone a little higher in the early walks, but oh, Castellanos. Like these are all guys going around that range, and I'd rather have above Hoskins. Right. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if I was to say I don't know how much you agree with that, but no, I agree with all that. I would take all those guys over him. Do you have? Is there anybody else worth mentioning as a bust? Well, you know what? We we um. Unless you wanted to add on Hoskins real quick before I move on. What did you want to add anything to Hoskins before? No, 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 no. I want to talk about Bryce Harper. <laughs> okay. He's, well, because a lot of people are down on him. A lot of people he really didn't have that bad a year. And if you actually the. Part, the crazy part is if you look at the splits, it's the first half he only hit like 200. <laughs> like the first half he uh, – I'm trying to pull it up. Which just, is weird because I think if you look at his splits other years, I think he always has a really good first half and then a mediocre second half. And, and I think I, he kind of flip-flopped it this year. Yeah, this year – oh, sorry. This year he hit 253. I thought it was lower. And in the second half he hit 270. And I think there was like – and he hit – actually he hit more – like in – 23 less games, he hit more home runs, same amount of runs and RBI. Well, similar runs, similar RBIs, but he and he stole a whole, bu- whole bunch towards the end. Yeah, he had 10 steals in the second half compared to five in the first. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not as down on people as Harper, and I personally have Harper over Jordan Alvarez, and a lot of people don't, and I don't think that's going to be very common. Ooh, I would definitely do Harper over Alvarez. But well, yeah. in, these, in these early mocks, you're not – you're not seeing that in the early mocks, though. Yeah. I think well, maybe... no, no, you are. Harper's at 31. Oh, is he? No, I'm sorry. Harper's at 25, and Alvarez is at 30. Okay, good. That's how it should be, because I, I, I thought I was crazy. That's why I posted the poll I did from the Twitter page, to be honest. So I was like, there's no way this is that close to me. Like, I mean, obviously, five picks is close. Five picks, you'll see players sway both ways any given draft. Yeah, I'm actually okay with where he's going. It looks like oh, I'm in, taking three the these, in three of these drafts, he went at 31. And I figure around there, around 30-ish. Well, see, I'll take him. See, I'll reach a little bit and take him end of second. So, in a 12-team league, that's 24th pick. And a 15-team league, that's around 30th. So, that makes the, sense. The problem with him is it's so hard to to not – Go after him because the upside is so ridiculous. Well, right now, because he had that one year, and you're just like, well, if I could take him here, and he ends up having that year, dude, potentially win me my fantasy league. Yeah, I mean, it's you can hard. You can give me the 250 batting average if he's gonna if he's gonna hit 35, 100, 100, and 10, 15, 10 to 15 stolen bases. Like, I can make up the batting average later on with a Jeff McNeil if I know I'm getting the four other categories. This is kind of my example of because I think Alonzo is. Can you look up? You have the ADP. Are you looking at the two early mocks or what are you looking? Yeah, I literally just X'd out that. I was gonna say because I know Alonzo was going after. Alonzo was buried a little bit. I know he's going after, but I think Alonzo is starting to creep up to close to the same discussion point. That's why I'm really anti-Alonzo right now because of how high he's going to potentially go. Yeah, and, I'm starting to see him go like second round. He keeps going second round lately. And I don't want – and I'd rather have Harper. But, see, here's the thing, though. Because Harper's going to hit 250. Look, they're both going to hit 250. Harper might okay. give up – Harper might – Hit thirty. Harper's gonna hit thirty-five. That's kind of what he's done the last two years. Alonzo's probably gonna hit forty to forty-five, but but Alonzo isn't gonna steal ten to fifteen bags. 
Right, but you're also adding – you're probably adding 10 more home runs with Alonzo. And... I can make up 10 more home runs easier without hurting my team How... than stolen bases. Stolen bases, remember, we talked about – we're not going to do this again. We're not doing this again. <sighs> we can't get into this. We do need to do a pod, though. I was thinking of draft strategy. Like, we got to talk about bags and what we each want to do with that and home runs. And both. Oh, but that's anyway, good. That's, that's all, yeah. That's definitely something we did last yeah. year. We did that last year, but we like to wait till it's a little closer. To draft strategy. No, yeah, of course, of course. But for yeah, sure, we can't we, get into that because right. <laughs> long story long, I'm going to take Harper over because uh, I think Alonzo. Harper. Yes, because I think Alonzo legitimately 250 to 260 hitter, and I think if you hit, if you get over 260, that's a stretch. I feel like like not a stretch, but I feel like that's you you'd be getting to a ceiling. I think Harper has that 275 280 batting average potential within a real likelihood of, you know, being obtainable compared to like, Alonzo hitting 280. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's where I'm getting at. Like, yes, the floors are similar for these players, but I think Harper offers a higher ceiling and the stolen bases. And that's where I, that's why I lean Harper. Yeah. But Alonzo, yeah, I'm not touching Alonzo on his price. We talked about this already. Yes. All <laughs> right. So who's your sleeper? Oh, goodness. Oh, mine. Okay. I actually have this mm-hmm. one. This is, this is a guy I'm all over. It's going to be Andrew McCutcheon. Okay. I, I like love that. I love Kutch. I guarantee you he's going around 200 right now in the early drafts. So how many games did he play this year? 69? Nice, I know. But um, any <laughs> any idea on what it would have projected out to be? I did not extrapolate cuz I never do the math right to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> he played 59 games this year. So you just multiply that by what six, twelve, eighteen? No, that's not gonna work. Close okay, so roughly a rough estimation about twenty-five home runs. Okay. Eight-ish steals, maybe probably ten, because dude, oh that's the thing. He actually had uh sprint speed in the ninety-first percentile. I don't believe that he wouldn't have stolen ten bags. And he hit he got fourteen uh, yeah, last year. I think he definitely would have. He got fourteen last year, he got he had a down year in 2016, but he had 8, 11, 18. Like, he, I think 10 bags is still a thing, especially with his walk rate. His walk rate actually went up like 3%. It was up to 16.4% this year. His K rate was about the same as last year. He's not the perennial MVP, you know, all-star, Andrew McCutcheon fan. He's still a fan favorite, though. But, man, like, I will. T- he's going to hit around 250. It's just kind of who he is now, unfortunately. But if you can get if, if if you play in an OBP league or a points league, he he's a must own guy for me. His his OBP is like three sixty eight, three seventy eight, three sixty three. Like these are the last three years, it's just impressive, man. The guy gets on base a ton. He has such a strong lineup behind him. Assuming he slots right back into that leadoff spot, I think a hundred runs, twenty to twenty five home runs with about ten bags. Yeah, he's see, a solid like you can and you get him so late he's a fifth outfielder type of guy see, I, th- I feel like he's gonna give you what he gave you in 2017 looking at his stats that's fine he did <laughs> 28 homers 90 runs 80 rbis 11 bags yeah i mean i don't know where he's going but you, he's going well that's the thing i the reason why he's a sleeper is because i'm almost positive right now he's going outside that top 150 mark i'm talking about okay and yeah he he's gonna give you a little bit of everything which is great and if a late I, pick like that is that's more than fine well and i i project him to be similar like, like i said your fifth outfielder in a five outfielder league or a bench bat in your right. shallower leagues i which think he's yeah which is great and again like you said i i don't i don't project the 88 rbis because he's hitting he's probably gonna be hitting lead off or second so i would well, think well if he had he had 30 and 59 games 
like I said, about 75. Uh, you're probably, yeah, yeah. I would say more so around 80, maybe. As I'm saying, I mean, so, it's hard to tell, too, with the with the ball this year. It could have been, you know. Which, but. that's what I'm saying. I still think, I think 20 to 25 home runs. I'm being, opt- I'm being, I feel like I'm being fair. 20 yeah. to 25 home runs, 100 runs. We'll even say 95 runs. 95 runs with um about 75 RBIs to 80 RBIs, so not really much help there with about 10 bags and a 250 to 260 batting average. That's not going to win you your league, but man, is that going to be helpful, especially as late as you can get them as like, like I said, a, a, contra, a, com, a, com, a complimentary piece to your team. Yeah. Right. So he's, that's why I'm huge on him. I'm, I'm going to try to have him in a bunch of spots and the price is beautiful. And again, any type of OBP OPS, well not OPS cause he doesn't really slug a lot, but OBP leagues or points leagues, he's a must have for me for sure. Right. Anyway, how about you sleeper? Uh, okay. So I actually went with Kingery. He's every year pisses me off. <laughs> well, the reason why I do like him, he is, flashes. He flashes. I know. He, yes, and I know he's gonna go late, and everyone's talking about stolen bases. So I mean, he's got that sprint speed. He's ninety third percentile. He had a expo with three ten, which is good. Uh, he stole fifteen bags this year, and it could be even more next year. And I just think he's the reason why mainly he's sleepers because I think if you need bags late, he's gonna. I think he could be a good source of that, especially later in drafts. And he'll still give you some pop too. He almost hit twenty homers this year. Yeah, his ex woba was not good. Three ten is below league average. I'm no, nah, that's league average. It's below league. I'm looking at it's the league average. Looking at below. Looking- I researched it. I put it in my notes. <laughs> I'm looking at well, I'm looking according to baseball savant. Baseball savant says league average is 318. I definitely looked on there too. All right, whatever. Anyway, <laughs> I'm just letting you know. Well, I thought it was league average, which is in bad. So, well, slightly under, that's fine. I won't I won't gig you for it. But yeah, and that's the thing. And I think he's going to have a couple he might be multi-positional eligible. It shows him shortstop yeah, outfield every year. Yeah. It shows him it shows him as shortstop and outfield in um on Fangraphs. So I'm, dude. It's like I feel like this. He okay. <sighs> Again, he frustrates me because I feel like the talent is there. He's just not. He seems to come up short every year. He shows it in bunches, and he did it again this year. Where he he came out like in bunches and kind of produced and didn't. And I'm just, I'm just, I want to. Obviously, he's he. See, I think. Let me slow. I'm trying to think about how do I word this. I think McCutcheon is more of a guarantee for the playing time, more of a guarantee for that roster spot, that leadoff spot. I want to see what they do and who they sign before I think of what – because Kingery is more of the – I think he's definitely a lottery ticket, not not bad for your end of your drafts, for the, especially for your need of speed. Yeah. But I think there's a lot of questions to playing time right now, or there might be entering the season. There's a lot of questions to just that type of stuff. So Right. That's all. That's why I'm not down. Like I, I'm not down on him as much as I'm just. I'm not so optimistic anymore because I'm just. I'm getting sick of this post hype thing. Like I remember the. I just remember the hype and now the post hype and I get my hopes up and he crushes them every time. Yeah, I gotcha. But yeah, I mean and, the the again uh, the only reason why I have him there is just because he's gonna get your bags and. There's going to be a you know lack of stolen bases, and he does have some pop too. So as a late rounder, it's just 
you know, it could be nice to have a little bit of both of those later on in your draft. No, for sure. That's why he's a sleeper. Yeah. And again, he's late. Segura is interesting. Segura, however you say his name. And yeah. Segura. <laughs> and I just don't, again, he, I think he's just kind of is what it is. 10 to 15 home run pop, 10 to 15 steals, and just and a safe batting average. Like, he's just safe. Yeah. Out a lot, doesn't, doesn't walk a lot. Just – He's middle infield guy. He's not. He's honestly. I don't want to start. I don't want him as a starting shortstop for me. But if you miss on everybody, shortstop is so top heavy and it's pretty deep. But if you happen to wait on shortstop, he's somebody I would settle for. Kind of again, just kind of just sits there. Like meh. Like my hands are literally in the air right now, going meh. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll settle for him. He's 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 good for a middle infield spot because I feel like again. Remember remember we talk about some of these guys you get early that might hurt your batting average. This would be one of your batting average stabilizers with a little right. bit. Of with a little yeah, bit of definitely. speed upside, so yeah, I agree with all that. He's <laughs> he's such a plain Jane kind of guy. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. I mean, it, it depends. It's it's tough with these late guys. It's all depending on you know who you have on your team already and what you need. Exactly. Now, is Romuto still your number one catcher next year? I think he's. I think not. he has to be. Yeah, he has to be. He doesn't like. He gives you a little. He gives you the power, or at least you know. And he, he I won't might, be chasing him or Sanchez regardless. But yeah, I'm not a. That's that goes or Garver for that matter too. But it's just you know. Like, I, yeah, it's gotta be real Muta. Just because Sanchez goes into these dry spells where it's just atrocious, and he only. He will only get you home runs, and real Muto will at least help you in a little Everything. bit. Every category, right? So he actually stole nine bases this year. I did not know that. Oh wow, <laughs> that is huge that's for great. a catcher. Yeah, two seventy five advantage. Two seventy five, nine stolen bases, twenty five home runs. Yeah, he's but, gotta be number one. And I think he's my number one catcher too, without much of a thought. But my, like you said, I I'm very big on waiting on catcher. I think I'm gonna have a lot of Jorge Alfaro because we talked about him a little bit earlier, you know, in the Marlins recap and. I just think – or I might have a lot of Salvador Perez, actually, because he's still – unless the yeah. hype starts building on him, I might be out. But right. I'm going to definitely – again, I'm big on – that goes that goes into our draft strategy stuff. That yeah. I'm big on waiting on catcher. Catcher yeah. is like tight end for Agreed. me. So. Yep. Yeah, wait on catchers and closers every Pe- year. People are going to hate this podcast because me and you agree too much. <laughs> Whereas, like, Zach is usually here to argue with me. Zach is the big <laughs> – he's the antagonizer of it all and, you know. I'll just start arguing with you just because. Just can you make some outlandish comment like Brad Miller is going to be relevant next year? <laughs> yeah. Be red, Miller. But this is, dude, this team is, I mean, Franco, like, really? Like, are we really going to do Franco again? No. Yeah. Never. There's no, Adam Hayes, he's Hazley. I can't remember his name. The minor leaguer came up. He flashed some stuff in the minor leagues, and I just feel like he never really got a true fair chance at it Cesar Hernandez another guy that fits into that Segura mold kind of yep, just plain Jane yep does a little bit of everything if you need some late again it's good to know because with everything getting boosted you know there's I feel like in fantasy drafts all these players you know these young guys are getting pulled up the the potential like the Roberts and the the Adels and these guys are gonna get boosted up a little bit come draft season you're gonna be able to find these solid little values these sneaky like the Cesar Hernandez as the Hernandez is the uh the Seguras, the 
these guys that are just like you said plain Jane, but they're solid a kind of good good foundation piece that if you took some risks early on you fall back on these guys to help balance you out later right yeah this, this roster's full of them on yep. the offensive side pitching they suck <laughs> yeah they're brutal pitching. outside outside of Nola, do you think robertson comes back and claims that closer gig though i don't know what they're gonna do yeah you have no idea especially new manager coming in too so that doesn't help you just yeah but i feel I, like at least i have no idea what they're no more do. no more of these gabe kapler games i know. know he was the worst the worst with that so I, I think it's going to be at least at least you know if, at least you know if there's a closer named they are the closer yeah right for right. for at least you know probably through their first or second blown save so right is that do it is that really do it for this team already yep I think that's it they suck <laughs> sounds like a biased Mets fan <laughs> no no you're talking about <laughs> yeah yeah what we're talking about man they just have they have so much just they have so much useless depth I'm like Jay Bruce Lomo. Uh, Franco, <laughs> they, they're gonna, they're gonna. You gotta think they go out and sign somebody, probably. They're, yeah, I think they're gonna do a lot of rehauling, honestly. Well, Corey Dickerson, I forgot, got hurt. Corey Dickerson can Corey be. Corey Dickerson was good. He could be a late, a late source of power. Yeah, he's got good skills, though. I would take a flyer on him. You know, if you need some very, very late. Yeah, he did flash twenty four and twenty seven home run power with the Rays in sixteen and seventeen. And then 18, he kind of felt the power fell off for some whatever reason. I don't know why the power fell off so much. And then it kind of showed up a little bit last year, but it was limited, I guess, due to injury for most of the year. So a late power source, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to talk myself into him a little bit. A late power source that won't kill you in batting average. Corey C. Dick. That's what they call him. I don't know. That's what I've seen him called on Twitter. C. Dick. Whatever. C. Dick. C. Dick. Corey Dickerson. C. Dick. What? What? <laughs> it might be a Yancey Eat it might be a Yancey Eaton thing, I don't know. I I've never heard C Dick in my life, but all right. <laughs> I mean if I made that up, I, I know I didn't make that up, but I definitely uh yeah. Alright, well we're gonna end on a C Dick note. <laughs> Perfect way. That's I mean that's pretty much I feel like that describes their season in one word. Best way to end. <laughs> so guys, as always, we appreciate you listening. Just a little recap. Don't forget to hit us with that rating review. It really helps us out. Again, you can check us out on Patreon, see what we have to offer. Patreon.com slash fantasy baseball. Somehow that was actually not taken. <laughs> um, you can search for us on there as well. SP Streamer, uh, Bases Loaded. If you search in the, within Patreon as well, you can find us that way. But again, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. I'm at Mike underscore Curland. This is the other Mike at SP Streamer. I'm never going to get this right. And. We do appreciate everything, and we will talk to you soon.